That's why I grabbed it. <laughs> Hi, ducklings. Uh, I know normally I have uh, a co-host, um, but she was was busy this evening, so um, tonight I will be riding solo. Um, but I'm very excited about tonight's guest. Um, she is a medical professional, specifically in the mental health realm. She works locally and has huge titties and probably the most uh, delicious backside that I, I've ever tasted in my life. Five, Michelin five-star all the way. I think Michelin usually only goes four-star, but I'm going to give it that extra star for the brown star. Gross. Anyways, uh, if you haven't guessed already, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my guest for this evening is uh, Kimberly K. Duke. Oh, thanks. Thank Hi. you for having me. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. Um, have you been on a podcast before? Uh, yeah. What What podcast have you been featured I've been on? on? Well, I used to co-host Duck Duck Gray Duke, but apparently that's not a thing now. Oh. Um, I've been on um, Quality Under Pressure. Yes, with our friend uh, Min. Yep. And yep. Dean. And Dean. And that other guy. And that other guy. I've been on. Um, Ooh. Uh oh. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to go in order. That's the problem. <laughs> it's only um, been three. <laughs> I know. Okay. Hard Day Diaries. That was the last one I was on. Um, with Andy Matfield. And the other one. And the other one is. <laughs> I can't see the name right. Are you sure? Yeah. Oof, it's not good. Oh. But it's bad? What's another word for bad? That's what I can't like awful. Awful service, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on that um with um Matt Doima and Nathan Schmeshrud. Nice, very good. Um and the other guy wasn't there and Oh, Drew. Yeah, That's and then right. Maddie the didn't bike. call in or anything during ours either. I don't know if they, she calls in. No, no, no. It's just a sound bite. Oh, okay. So those four. Yeah. When you were on Andy Matfield's podcast, which is the Hard Day, Hard Day, Day Diaries, Diaries, yeah. What were the topics? Uh, what was he asking you about? My chronic pain. Ah, uh-huh. and what kind of chronic pain do you have, Kim Duke? Uh, I don't no longer. You don't no longer? I don't no longer. <laughs> no, I no longer have um, <laughs> chronic pain. I got that situation taken care of with a hysterectomy. Ah, I believe it's a hersterectomy. A hersterectomy. It's 2019. Yeah, I'm all about... Um, Were you about to shout out to Andrew Witzel? Shout out to Andrew Witzel <laughs> for... Uh, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Have you been huffing paint? Why? No, I'm... <laughs> Super tired. This wasn't super planned. I thought we'd just not do this. No, we we've been having guests on. We've started doing the video stuff. It's finally been panning out. This will be our fourth video, full actual video. Poor souls. If anyone actually watched it, if anybody wants to help us get onto iTunes, I literally oh, I will do that this week. Literally would kill someone if it meant. I found out recently that. If murdering someone meant that I would get something valuable out of it, and obviously I would get away with it. Not, not just like murder someone just for the sake of murdering someone. You can't get away with it nowadays. I know. That's what I'm saying. 
You cannot, no one gets away with murder. Nobody if you does. get away with murder, every time they find somebody, it's always years after the murder. Yeah. Like 20 years later, they but found But that them. was like back in the day. Now it's like, you can't get away with anything. But that, that's the what government I'm has like, chips in everybody. But even if you did the murder 20 years ago, now they're you starting to still, catch up. They'll still get you. Yeah. Technology is so good now that they'll still figure it out. Yeah. Mussing your hair up like I know that. I'm trying to get like I'm gonna come over there And make out with you How would your co-host Your wife feel about that She's a dumb whore <laughs> She'd be into it Oh my gosh <laughs> Threesome Woo <laughs> Starting to sweat already As is our usual podcast form I know Me It's actually it was really cold In this house today I know And the second that I started Thinking about recording this I was like I'm already sweating Why I think setting up all the You know all the tripods all the gear all the lighting Lights, and everything yeah it's fucking I just hey what did we what did i do right before we did the podcast i don't know did oh, you poop? I, no i wish i booked our flights to california what? we're going to california why are we going to california uh because we fucking want to oh do we i yeah <laughs> uh we're gonna go to san diego for like a day and a half and then we're gonna drive up and do disneyland again Woo woo. Because they're going to have all the Halloween stuff out. <coughs> get to meet. Do we get to see the Halloween stuff? Yeah, they have all the Wii stuff all throughout the park. Yeah, just because we're not doing the Oogie Boogie Bash, they still have just other stuff going on. such a bummer. But not really, because those tickets were expensive. Yeah, but. I, it would have been over a grand. Kim Duke, what do we love? Disney. No. Halloween. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. The characters are all over the park, though, still, anyway. They still have Halloween stuff going be. on. Um, and then we're going to do... Landon's so excited. We're doing Universal. We're going to do... Um, are we doing that? Okay. Yeah. Wizarding World. We're doing... Oh, we have to. We're right there. I I know. Yeah. There's all so. kinds of things that we're right there for that sometimes just don't No, we have to this year. We didn't do it last year because Landon didn't wasn't into Harry Potter then. I introduced him during like the right. wintertime because he got sick and I said... We were laying in bed and I'm like, you know what? I've never watched the first Harry Potter. I wonder if he would like it. And then immediately he fell in love. And so we got to rewatch them all again with him. And he yeah. read all the books twice. Yep. Even the curse of or the one of the cursed child. He read that one. If we were to touch hands right now, could you see it in that camera? Yeah. Put, make a hole. Go like this. Let's, let's do her. No, we go the you other way. go which way? We're ready. And then what? Yeah. <laughs> Quickly were. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I love yeah. California. I, I hope that everything goes the way that we want it to. And yeah, it will. It's got to. <coughs> Go to. There's a lot of things from now until literally until we fly out that have to happen a certain way. Like what? Are you joking? Like we got to live? Is that all? There's nothing going on from now until we leave. I mean, I got to work. Kids got to go to school. Petra's picks. Oh. The Anything showcase. Else? Tom Segura. There's. I can't believe you. There's what? Petra's picks. The yeah. October kickoff show. That I I'm said running. that. The showcase. No, that's not a showcase. That's a show. Whatever. Okay. The whatever. The kickoff. Showcase is to try and shed light on people who have gone unnoticed. People aren't paying enough attention to. 
That's why we're doing the Peaches Picks. Okay. The actual show in October, October 12th. Which is when we were supposed to originally go out to California. Yeah, well, I mean, you want me to make money or not? Okay. Wherever I can get it. Selling drugs did not go good. Selling your body didn't go well either. Literally no one bought. No. Nobody bought. I didn't even buy it and I live with you. Um. So yeah. So there's some things. That's going to be a really exhausting weekend. Thankfully, our flight on Sunday is not super early in the morning. It's in the afternoon, so we can at least sleep in. And that will be nice. Because, yeah, Friday we have Tom, and then you have your sh- the show on Saturday. So we're going to be just exhausted. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. I can't wait. Hopefully, Mom and Dad come to the show on Saturday. You know, because li- the kids could be there. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, this is... It's not an all-ages show like you should bring your kids, but it's a show that we booked specifically so that nobody should be afraid to come okay. to the show. That'll be good. Yeah. So I think Saturday won't be so bad. Okay. I mean, for you guys. For me, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. Saturdays, I mean, Tuesdays are awful for me. Saturdays are now awful for me. Fridays are awful. I mean, it's just kind of how it goes. All of the days are awful, really. Yeah. I mean, let's it. just, living's pretty awful. It's pretty unbearable. It's the worst, you know? It's like, I want to just move to Miami and just let the water fill my lungs. Yeah. Because Miami is drowning. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that'd be better than freezing to death. It would be better than freezing. Or burning. Well, they say that when you start to freeze to death that um, you kind of go into like a... A shock. So your body just thinks that it's going to sleep. Yeah. So eventually you just think that you're going to sleep. Mm, sleep sounds good. Sleep does sound good. Death by sleep is yeah. not What the What have thing. you been up to, Chris? I'm well, sorry. Jesus Christ, Kim. Uh, what haven't I been up to? Yeah. Um, what, did you have a fun weekend? What do you, let's recap the last week. We'll do start with you, and then since I'm the guest, then we'll talk about my week. Well, if my co-hosts were here... We would, co- you know, oh, yeah, yeah. corroborate our, our stories. So last weekend, <coughs> or I guess technically this weekend, it's it's all the same. Yeah. Um, uh, we had the pickled. Li- well, we released our episode with Alex and his brother Ethan, mm-hmm. which was absolutely hilarious. They are so funny together. It's fantastic. Yeah. His brother is too attractive. Um, I feel like Not my type, I could rear his children. He's um, just a baby in my eyes. Right, but also an attractive baby. Like I'd run around Disneyland with him and have a fun time like that. But oh, I see. Okay, go ahead. Um, and then yeah, and then we had the pickled loon show, which uh, was a little weird. Weird crowd. Everybody who was there had to be someplace else. Everybody who performed had to be someplace else right after their set. Yeah, I think that's hard because you want to be there to support your peeps. But yeah, we had to leave early because we had to get the kids. And well, I thought we were getting the kids and you had to wake up early for a wedding and I had to wake up early for a nail appointment for a birthday. Yeah, you should lower that mic a little bit. So that you I can like talk to cover my I know, face. but. It only works if you talk. It literally only works if you talk into the top of it. It's not a f- always a facial thing. You have to actually. <laughs> I'm trying to edit my f- make that those cheeks look smaller. Um, yeah. 
So we, we had to go. Yeah, we did the show. It turns out most of the crowd showed up for the headliner, which... That's fine. Yeah, that's not it's usually uncommon. how it's supposed yeah. to go, but usually the crowd laughs at everybody else. The yeah. other people. <laughs> Caven did his first showcase, as mm-hmm. far as I know. I, th- I think that was his first showcase, and it went swimmingly. I Maybe I don't know much about that person that he's talking about, where it's not as funny to me. We'll talk Chris about Chris Kyle. Yeah, I don't know a lot about. You don't him. know who the true American sniper is? Can we not do this on cameras? That's exactly when we're supposed to do it. No, I don't want to talk about it on camera. I, I want to say that he's like the most infamous sniper of like of our time. Okay, well, I don't watch stuff like that, so. It's history. It's not. I hated history. The only reason I paid attention to history is because my teacher was hot. When I was like in sixth grade, he was hot. Okay, well, gross. All right. So in 2013... Uh, da, da, da. wait, wait. Oh, he's oh, that's that's why he's so famous. He he died. He got he, sniped. He to death? died the day before my birthday. Oh gosh, February second, two thousand thirteen. Oh, All right, so he served four tours in Iraq and was awarded several commendations for acts of heroism. Oh, so yeah, he's like the true American hero because he fucking ripped ass when he was uh, serving in the uh, in the Navy, and yeah, he was just a boss sniper. Oh, he was murdered at a shooting range. Jesus, that's you really get killed weird. at a shooting range. Yeah, that's weird because I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, if he was such a great sniper, how did he get killed? Oh, at a sh- oh sorry. No, don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Do you know what a shooting range looks like? So I imagine it's like a golf range. No, it's like booths. Yeah. Someone shot him? Yeah. So all you'd have to... It wouldn't be that hard to... And you're not thinking that you're in combat when you go to a shooting range. Yeah. But I have thought of that. If somebody was upset enough to either turn it on themselves or turn it on somebody Jesus, else... Jesus, let's like, not talk like that. Wouldn't be difficult. But anyways, so Caven's bit is about if if Chris Kyle would have lived, right? Yeah, you can't talk bit. about it. No, you can talk about it. You can't do people's bits on here. No, no, no. Because it's, you always think that I'm going to go further than I do. The bit is just this. Caven reads a screenplay where Ryan Gosling is Chris Kyle's dad. And the screenplay that he writes and their dialogue back and forth is so goddamn silly and just absurd. It's, it fills me with joy. Yeah, you very laugh pretty hard at it. Well, especially when he says... No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so much ringing. I just want to be comfortable. He he says, just know that I am always to be loving you. Like, shit like that. I, I've been about that life for years. Yeah. As long as I can remember. That's a goofy fucking... Fu- the goofy fucking... Goofy fucking speak. But anyways, he did great. Yeah. And good set. I think everyone did pretty good. I didn't say no one went up there where I'm like, Ugh, ooh. Yeah, I just no. think it was a weird crowd. It was a weird crowd. Like I said, most it seemed like most people were there for the headliner, which is, I love it. I, I I don't know why I'm not saying his name. Mike is a Mike Hurley is a very good comedian. Yeah. He uh he goes to the Nordic often. He's and, funny. Uh, yeah, very yeah. funny dude, and he's. He has his set down perfect. Like, I'll do my set, and 
it's the same, but it's not the same every time. Yeah. He's he's got his shit down. He's a pro, as they say. And I enjoy it. What are you doing? Trying to cover my face in the camera. Okay. Okay. Well, put your hand down because that actually does fuck with the focus. So don't do that. All right. Uh, I I had I shot a wedding yesterday. And the oh photographer yeah. that I work for. So I do second shooting now. I don't do Any head, head, head wedding stuff. I'm over that shit. It's a fucking nightmare in the industry. If you're not. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But like if you can't physically hold up to it and don't have that aggressive side of you to be in charge of people on such an important day, then not for you and not for me. I don't, I'd rather be when I second shoot it. I'm there as, I mean, it sounds stupid as like comic relief, but like I'm there to try and make people forget all of the stressful aspects of the day. Like I'm there to try and, make you feel like myself and the other photographer are there as guests, like mm. as friends, like we're here to make sure that everything goes good for you, not to order you around or to like make sure that, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa are happy or whatever the fuck. Like we're there just for you two. We want to make sure that you guys have the best day because that's supposed to be your day. This is yeah. supposed to be the most important day of your life. Before you inevitably adopt kids from Iowa. It's just so interesting the how much people. I don't know. Maybe it's weird because we had such a low key wedding that it's like. Well, yeah, it's easy. It's we. Yeah, we are not a good example of a. No, but like. Which, by the way, if you don't know, Kim and I spent six hundred dollars total. Maybe yeah, maybe on our wedding. Very, very Did not very go cheap. into debt. Nope. No. Didn't take And do I have loans. any regrets from that wedding day? One, marrying you. Okay, well. Just ouch. kidding. No, but no, there was none. Not a single one where I'm like, gosh, I wish that napkin looked different or I wish the silverware looked different. I had no, like, there was funny, like, naked lady wallpaper yeah. in the bathroom. Just funny things at this weird VFW. Couldn't drink the keg there because my grandparents. That's the only regret is that we weren't old enough to drink at our own. It's wedding. true. I think that would be, yeah, is that we couldn't really drink at our own wedding. Not only that we couldn't drink, but my parents are super religious, so they're yeah. not going to let that shit slide. And then your parent or your grandparents were. Well, my parents didn't really want us drinking either pants. because we're my dad. Also, was they probably would have let us. But we got hammered at our apartment later. Sure did. And everyone else was there drunk already. I got to, I got to do you in your wedding dress. Just pretty. We didn't even get the wedding dress off. Sure didn't. I didn't think it was gonna happen. Honestly, are you getting hot over there? You want me to put that wedding dress on tonight? I have it. Yes, please. Right in that room next. Okay, thank you. Um. Anyways, how would your wife? So we, I, I was shooting a wedding. Our. My brother was at a wedding up north. You had to go to a I wedding. I went to a wedding. This weekend was just full of, of matrimony. weddings. Yeah. I went to one of my good friends from frickin'. We didn't have a junior high, but since I was really young, we went. My school <coughs> was elementary was K through six, K through fifth. And then six through 12 was high school. 
Oh my god! Yeah, that's what a small town it was. And eventually, when I was in high school, they made like a six through eight. I didn't realize I married an Amish person. Yeah, gross. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, K through fifth, and then we went into the high school in sixth grade. Which Did was you guys have to make your own desks and chairs too? No, no pencils though. <laughs> but you know what you did make? Poor choices. Oh. Oh, what? I was gonna say houses. They trailer do. Homes. They do like a little make. They every year they make a little trailer home house. Yeah. Sure do. I was in part of woodworking class. <laughs> I did all the home ec classes. Cause I had the bomb of a teacher. I did like the learning how to like home skills and like figuring out how to pay bills and taking care of a fake baby which died, but she really didn't die. But yeah, so that was Why a fun wedding. Baby? I got to see a bunch of my good friends that I grew up with, and it's just every time we get together, it's so don't yawn. Hey, stop. I'm gonna make you start over. But being with my friends, when we're us all together, it's just so fun. Just like we talk about these stories that we did when we were younger, and it was just like, like when it was happening, I'm like, gosh, I was such a rebel. But then we like laugh about it now because it wasn't even like rebellious stuff. We talk about all these fun things, like things I don't remember, <coughs> like. And then we talk. Yeah, it's just I love it. I love reminiscing. It's so fun. Like we talked when about my that. friend Madeline. She always threw the best Halloween parties. She still does as an adult. Yeah, she's an adult and still throws banging Halloween. Yeah, parties. and me and my friend Amanda, we won best costume and we were in character the whole night. Like we did Wayne and Garth. I had the Dixie cup thing. It was just so funny, and we like never broke character, which I think that was the best part. And yeah, so we talked about that. I talked about some adventures we went on in my car and yeah, it was just fun. And they're just so good with the kids. I think that was another thing. Like I was the first one to get married and have kids. Surprise, surprise. They always thought I'd be the first one married with kids and I was. Um, and so it's always weird. Like, cause like, well, Madeline now has a child. So it's just always like been hard. I think it's harder for me to like me- I think it's harder for women with kids to mesh in with their friends when they ha- after they have kids than men. I don't know. I've noticed you with your What do you mean though? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But like Well, like you think that motherhood changes people or like they just cut out the shit that they were tolerating before and maybe No, not necessarily that. I just like harder like I can't just go out for drinks. Like I can't Oh, you think that men can. Okay. Well, anyway, go fuck yourself. No, it's just I don't know. Like, it's Why just don't you put those gross feet down? No, I'm comfortable. You want okay. your no, it's fine. Who cleans this fucking table with your feet? I clean this table. If my feet are up here, I'll clean the table. Anyway, so but they were their husbands or their hus- significant others were really good with the kids and the kids felt so fun. They had fun. Me and Layla tore up that dance floor. Your daughter heard moves. It's what? unreal. Mm-mm. She is like, Frick, I need to get off this dance floor. The seven year old's out dancing me. Dancing was outlawed in Sherburne County. That's Benton County. Oh, whatever. Is it Malax? It might be Malax. Anyway, oh. yeah. Yeah, so we did that. Don't answer things with a yawn. I can't help it. I'm fucking tired. I'm old and tired. Man, it gets fridge. quiet in here when the fan turns off. Yeah, well, I mean, it should be. Okay. The fridge is ruined. Yeah, so that was... What else? Did I do anything Stop else? I had a training at work. No, stop. We did the wedding stuff. Yeah. Now we're going to move on. You ready? Okay. 
It's the question part. My nails done. Whoop whoop. You stop. It fucks with the focus. Now I have to wait for it to refocus on your beautiful blue eyes. What if I take my tits out? God damn it. What is your job title? My exact job title is behavioral access consultant. Behavioral access consultant. What does that mean? So if a patient comes into the emergency room um, and they have like a mental health concern, like they're coming in because they're depressed or they're anxious um, or if they have some substance use something and the doctor sees the patient and feels like they need a consultant to come in to either come up with a plan of care for them. Um, So the doctor will order us in. So we work as a team with the doctor to go in there and be like, hey, we'll do an assessment on the person, like a full assessment and determine, oh, they can, they just need um, like outpatient resources, which it's, or therapy, or they need to get like a, um, a chemical dependency assessment done. We don't do that in the emergency room. So they have to schedule that through their insurance, you know, they have to work with their insurance company, um, or if they need inpatient hospitalization for if, you know, they're a danger to themselves or others in that moment, you know, we do that kind of stuff. Or we just give them resources, you know. If, um, and then if we have rural hospitals, Melrose, Sock Center, Long Prairie, I'm forgetting one. I always do. Painesville. So we have rural, rural hospitals. through Cent- Rural? Rural. Yeah, I can never say it. Rural? Through Centric Care. And if they Wait, get. Try one more time. Rural. Rural. Rural <laughs> through Centricare, and if they get like a mental health patient or something, and they can contact us, and we can consult for them. So, oh, I see. So, so then you we do, do like over a, the phone. No, we do like a uh, um, like a FaceTime essentially oh. through the computer. It's a telehealth. We do call they them. have like a, like a tablet or nope? They, they have an actual like TV that they bring in with a um, like I a bet webcam. It's a no, I think it's actually uh, on a stand. Okay, whatever. It's probably not a TV, though. Anyway, so yeah, we this do This isn't science that. where they bring in Armageddon but I have a because small there's a substitute uh, teacher. I like to think it's like on a cart like that, though. When I'm like talking to the person through tell. the TV, <laughs> I want to think that I'm like on a cart. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's my job. So do you make the other person leave the room? Whoever wheeled in the cart? I always... D- I try, I always try to do one-to-one assessments because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially with teenagers, if their parents are in the room, they're not going to tell me everything. Right. So especially with teenagers, um, if they're under like nine, I kind of feel out the situation when I walk in the room. Like a lot of seven-year-olds do not feel comfortable sitting with an adult that they don't know and like talking about why they're sad or why they said they wanted to kill themselves today. Yeah. So then I'll leave parents in the room. Like I feel out the situation though. If there's like, weird um stuff going on between the patient and the parent like the seven-year-old and the parent don't get along then uh, i will um my face was in the way a little bit i will like feel that situation so i just kind of walk in and feel we get a lot of um elderly dementia patients where it's hard because they can't really come in and say yeah, I beat up this person in the nursing home or assisted living or wherever they're residing because of this. Like they, they have dementia. They don't quite under, they're having hallucinations regarded to their dementia. So oftentimes with those situations, I'll leave like family in the room and just say, Mm -hmm. Hey, kind of what's going on. Or I won't even do like a full, like 
I'll meet with the patient and, you know, ask my regular questions. Are you having thoughts of wanting to hurt yourself or are you having thoughts of hurting other people? Try to get the best assessment I can with older adults with dementia. It's really hard. Or even little kids, like if I ask a seven-year-old, do you know what your, who your social worker or do you have a social worker? They don't, they have no idea. Um, but like with the dementia, if they come from another facility, I'll ask, I'll call the facility and be like, hey, what's been going on with this person? Do they have X, Y, C? A lot of times older adults with dementia, they have a power of attorney or a guardian. So then I reach out to that person too. So that's my job. <coughs> Oh, there it was. And God, I can do, stuck in there. I've never had a day where I have not had a single assessment. I've always had at least one and up to, I've done eight, nine in a day and I work there for 12 hours and that can, like, it can take a while to get through your assessment to come up with a plan of care. You have to contact psychiatry, talk with the doctor. Well, yeah. And yeah. it should. It yeah, should take absolutely. So it's, it can be very, you can be doing two assessments at the same time. Like you've assessed both, you're trying to work with facilities kind of stuff and with the state of minnesota there's just limited mental health beds so trying to place people can be hard especially under 10 there are like no mental health beds for our kids under 10 which yeah anyway it seems like a lot of people think that they have uh horror stories or bad experiences with people creating plans for them or or saying that their cousin or my brother got dismissed when they should have stayed and things like that. What would cause somebody leaves the hospital and they find out six months later that this person had far more uh, mental health issues than was able to be documented when they were in? So you're saying they already went to a, like a mental health unit or so just So they the went ER? to someone like you. Okay. I can't, but also one thing, I can't diagnose people. I can't say this person has manic depressive disorder. So they, so after you, so somebody like you would have to say, uh, I strongly recommend that you set up an appointment that you, you know, meet with somebody to, to assess this further to come up with a plan for them so that they can feel safe and and, and those things. Now, if, Somebody did the person go to the appointment because the thing I will do, that's what I was going to ask. I will make those appointments for people because when you're in the emergency room and you're in a crisis situation, regardless of what that situation is, if someone writes down on a piece of paper, you need to make an appointment with your primary care provider. If someone has severe anxiety, they're not going to get on their phone and call their primary doctor the next day. Right. Like I struggle with anxiety and I never call my primary clinic. I'll make an appointment online through my phone because I don't want to call whatever reason. I just, I don't know why I don't want to call. So Um, have you thought about that step in where we know everyone knows? I feel like I swear to God, every doctor, every nurse knows that when it's left to the patient's, Nine times out of ten, they're not making yep. that appointment. No, I'm I oh, nine times out of ten, I th- I'll make that appointment if the patient is like, no, 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 I I will call them. I can take care of it. If it depends, I, it always depends on the situation. If this patient comes in and it's like a minor, like I I, I mean, I and I can't even give examples because I hip hop. Right, but no, let's no. say like their anxiety is minor. Um, they have a primary in a different town, not within the system, I, the organization I work in. And they're like very clear headed and all that. And they're like, no, when I leave, I can make an appointment. That's fine. 
Um, if someone's coming in a crisis and they're severely anxious or depressed and, but they're safe, they can go home. They feel safe going home. They have family with them. I'm going to, I will say, I'm going to call and make a new appointment. I understand that you can. I said, but when you're in the ER, if I call as a nurse to make an appointment, sometimes I can get you into different spots in like an appointment area than you would as a patient calling in. Different spots. Well, sometimes like um, they save like providers will save spots for like ER follow ups oh, or, okay. you know, they save little areas in their schedule because you don't know what's going to happen so with your slot. patients. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. I don't yep. know why I think when I think of uh, like it makes me think of tattoo appointments. So like a slot. Yeah. Time. There's a, yeah. I mean, if you look at a schedule and there's like a slot of time there, you know, providers will sometimes leave areas in their schedule for like if one of their patients, you know, on their you know, one of their patients, they regularly say went to the ER for any mental health, whatever, or they were hospitalized. They save these slots so they can stick their patients in there or else. Oh no, you just had a stroke. You were hospitalized for a stroke. Sorry, we can't get you into your primary for three weeks. I mean, it's the same thing. So I I gotcha. So yeah. Or like, um, you know, therapy appointments. I have, you know, we try and get people into therapy and we have access to some things that people, and the public don't always have or, you know, we can call sometimes and say we kind of plead with places. Hey, this person's in the ER. They're really struggling, but they're safe to go home. But we need them to be able to see their therapist. What can we do? Mm. Sometimes we work. But I try. I have to set up. I can't let someone out the door not knowing I have a good plan for them. I feel I've had it happen, not because I like it. But I've had it where I've discharged a patient where I'm like, oh, I should have done like you feel like you should do more. But there's we also are limited on what we can do, too. Well, yeah, there's yeah. A, a, that's that's every single job ever. But yeah, um, don't yawn. <laughs> OK, but I'm the interviewer. OK, and sorry. when you're answering a question, I can just don't. It's insulting. OK, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. But this is, I mean, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so if you are someone, which odds are very good, one out of three, one out of four. Yep. Uh, who has gone through this, or has a family member who has gone through this, and you have any say as to, you know, to be like, hey, did you ever follow up after your, after what you went through? So you know what I mean? Yeah. so if we like I said, there are people who will go through that thing and then either the family makes them feel like they don't need it and therefore they just go get swept under the rug and they have to go back to work and the same pattern is going to happen again yeah, and, and they're going to go yeah. through the same shit. How do you, you know, what what would you say to those people if they have the opportunity to help that person? Like family members or friends? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say though. So what, like, okay, so because I'm thinking of my role. Like, if I discharge someone, I we follow up with them within three days. We call and say, "Hey, how are things going? How did things? You know, if I set someone up with an appointment, I'll check with that provider and say, "Hey, did this person show oh, up? Oh, I see. Yeah. So I'm thinking so of my I'm, role. I, I'm thinking of on their end when they leave the hospital and they say, "All right." We left the hospital. Now we have zero obligation to check in or anything like that. I, w- I don't know. You're unique. Because, like I said, I've, I've heard people say that, that, you know, these people go through the motions and then they end up back in the hospital. 
and it seems like the underlying thing is that they're not doing the follow-up stuff and yeah, or they're so not yeah w- w- in hospitals and you do hear those stories in hospitals where people aren't going home and then making that appointment and they have zero consequence for it there's nobody following up yeah uh, they don't have a safety net that's what i'm looking for uh, of somebody going and saying, hey, did you check in with Dr. So-and-so? And you're yeah. saying that you will call Dr. So-and-so or their offices? Um, so if I set someone up with an appointment, I reach out to the provider. I send them a little message. We have like a secure system where I say, hey, this person was in the ER. Please review my note because I'm not going to type them a whole. I'll give them like a little synopsis. This is why the person was here. I set them up with an ER follow-up appointment with you. You feel free to review my note. This is what's kind of going on. Um, and let me know if you need anything. And then we can... HIPAA's so weird so I can check in. Like, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll reach out and be like, just making sure the patient, person made it to the appointment, stuff like that. It's not like I can months later go dig in this person's chart and make sure they followed up. Okay, so there's a time, there's a window there's, of where yeah, you have... Yeah, and I... I'm very hesitant to look in anyone's charts after I've taken care of them just because of I'll reach out to the providers though because the provider can let me know. HIPAA's weird. I don't want to get sued. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I, I have the questions. Don't worry. So um, they can they can basically say yes or no, but they can't dive into... No, they can. They can say, oh, they're doing... But they know. could also say we can't disclose that information. Yeah. Okay. So depending on on the situation. So let's say my scenario is family brings in their son. Okay. And so adult or child. Uh we'll say 18. Okay. So he's a technically an adult. Technically yeah. an adult. Um, Those ones are tricky. But they could fall under parents health insurance, so I'm sure there's certain scenarios. But anyways, so they go in, bring in son, son has a tough time. You say, let's come up with a care plan. So let's uh, set you up with a... Therapist. You know, d- some something. Okay. So that uh, we can try and avoid this in the future. Okay. But you don't get the opportunity to make that appointment. You don't get to call Dr. So-and-so or call their offices or whatever it is okay. you normally do. Yep. It's... A solely left on the parents once they leave which i feel like a lot of because you go above and beyond i would say right i think most my coworkers do they're really good yeah okay let's just say in a general world yep yep yep. okay okay so people are going out they're leaving and something changes maybe the the child or no i shouldn't say the child but the the person who's having the tough time um Something changes. Maybe they recognize that they've gone through something dramatic or traumatic okay. or whatever. Or something tr- re-triggered them. Well, no. What I'm trying to say is in the in the short days that follow. So maybe even oh. the next morning, they are like, wow, that was, that was crazy, huh? I'd like to go try and make things go back to normal. And so they act differently. And the parents think, well, maybe they don't need that follow-up with the therapist because yep. they're acting yep. like what we thought they were before. Yep. That's a dangerous place to be. What do you? So how do you convince those people to say don't trust? Just because 
And I may be and filled, we educate, trying to fill so in the gaps, but if family brings someone home, even if it's like a friend, even an adult, like if they're taking their twenty six year old friend home, we educate them on signs to look for. I mean, oftentimes people kind of play it off like, let's be honest, you're going to the emergency room, you're getting everything taken away from you and thrown into scrubs, and you're basically like t- putting it. It looks like a jail room. You're putting a jail room, and that's traumatic in itself. So then you're afraid to get help because of what that could look like. So yeah, then they resort to what's a coping mechanism I can do is I can pretend like everything's okay. Cause I don't want to get thrown back in that room where I get everything taken away from me and I'm thrown into scrubs. I don't have my phone. I have no one to reach out to. I'm stuck in this room with staff and you hear people screaming in other rooms or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I always tell parents, you know, I, encourage the follow-up like they can go home and they can look great i mean we want everyone wants to put on a mask on what we feel look looks good but continue to struggle underneath i don't know i guess i don't have a good answer but you know what i'm trying to say right is that where both parties like the the parents or whoever is helping feels like they're hyper aware and so when the person who they brought in 24 hours before was acting very erratic mm-hmm. and, and seeming like they absolutely needed help. And that's why they went to the emergency room in the first place Yeah, for them to go back to what seems like normal and go, I, you know, I, I'm so sorry that that happened and I can't believe that that happened. I, you guys, it means so much to me that you did that for me. And like, it seems like they've, they've gone back on track and maybe they just had a slip up Okay. or like, I don't know what people normally say, but like, it seems like they just had like a relapse or an episode. Like they just had an episode and they think that now everything's fine. Like they, they went through something and and we'll, we, we know that they're going to open up to us and they'll come to us if they're having trouble and they assume that thing. Yeah. And what really happens is, they feel like they have expectations. They don't want to put their parents or their friends yeah. or whoever through that shit again. So something severe happens afterwards. Or it's just beyond their mental capacity to actually deal with what's what's going on. So I just wanted to... to tr- it's hard. I mean... There's no perfect answer. There's no Absolutely. perfect answer. I mean, I'm if, if we a, look at it in a medical way... Like someone comes in and their blood sugar is they're hyperglycemic. I mean, their oh, blood yeah. pressure, their blood sugar is over five hundred, and they're super, super sick. And I, I don't do medical things anymore. Let's just say they're hyperglycemic. So whatever that is to that person, people can run high and they're normal. But anyway, and they stabilize them in the ER. They're in a good place, and they're like, okay, follow up with your primary, and they leave. I mean, they can go home and stop monitoring their insulin you know blood sugar and their in- to doing their insulin like we can't also babysit everyone as much as we want to like we have to leave it in people's hands at one point like which yeah. sucks especially so, people who are mentally ill or they're not even just mentally ill but they have a hard time taking care of their medical needs to begin with so that's what i'm saying in this specific scenario in if you have been involved with or have a friend or a brother you know, family member. Just reach out to them. You don't even have to. Who's who's gone through it? Yeah. Who I'm saying has already done gone through that once. Yeah. yeah. You're in a sensitive 
area yeah. if you don't have somebody like you or your coworkers who do the follow up shit. You're in a, a so they're like spot. still in that danger zone. Yeah, yeah. Don't tiptoe around them either. I think that's one big thing is people like once someone comes out of the ER, whatever situation brought them in, people like to tiptoe around it. Like if you talk to someone about suicide, it's not going to make them suicidal. Mm. Like if you ask them about it, like tell me how often you think about ending your life. It's not going to make them think, oh, I should be thinking about it all the time. Like I think that's such a stigma and we're learning that with. Oh, that they think they're going to trigger them to think to about be suicide. More, yeah. Yep. Just being open, making it not seem like such a stigmatized thing like it is it's not normal but having those passive thoughts like well what happened if i drove my car off the bridge you know but being able to have that open conversation i think people are so afraid to do that so as a family member just be like how are you doing today how you know and but not tiptoe around like be afraid to ask right because making it normal like and not making the other person feel like not that you're making it normal but no, just no. letting but like, them know that you're not afraid to be there yeah, for them yeah and if on, that person on their end they think that it's like a judgment thing and that you're and that somebody's like I if don't, I, I don't think that you are able yeah. to do this on your own so i'm here to make sure like the checks and balances thing yeah. so they feel yeah. kind of judged yeah. in that way yeah but or if that person comes to you and they're like you know, I was struggling a couple months ago and I went to the ER and, you know, I, I was in a worse place then. I do sometimes have thoughts, like passive thoughts of like, oh, maybe I would be better off dead. I don't have a plan or anything. And just being like, oh, okay, well, what kind of things are going on? Not being like, oh, you think that, you know, people, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. just being there for that person and just having open conversations. I think people are so afraid to have those conversations because yeah. I feel like they feel like if they don't bring it up, if I don't bring up how depressed you were, then it's under the rug and then it's not a real thing, but yeah. they could still be struggling and just making it vocal because talking about that stuff, like talking about your depression and how it brought you to wherever you were at is not going to make the person more depressed. Be like, yeah. oh, shoot, I was feeling really good like five minutes ago, but now I'm thinking about how depressed I was a month ago. Now I should fe just feel that way. That's not a real thing right if anything they get agitated and they don't want to talk about it but that's not it's not gonna yeah. make them go right back into that thing if anything you just learn from that and then yeah. say ah oh, well you know either i don't know it's it, so it, it hard. can go either way yeah. but most of the time um if and you bring it up I'm and they seem irritated yeah. in the sense to where they're like let's change the subject and it's it seems like they just they don't want to talk about it at that time. Just let them know that you're there I'm for them yeah. and then yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. A yep. lot of times that works for that person. Yeah. They're like, eh, it's kind of weird, but I appreciate, you know, that you're here for me. Yeah. Don't, don't try to drive. Don't be it. a helicopter friend yeah. or family member. Or yeah. Don't act like they're at a, they're constantly at risk. Fragile. Oh yeah. Or at, con I mean, people can walk around at high risk for suicide all the time. You know, if they have a family history of it, if they've attempted, if they have certain diagnoses, if they've this and that can put them at chronically a high risk per patient, but they can walk out in the community and be a safe person. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's another thing. That's it, like I'm pretty moderate risk for maybe not moderate, maybe between low and moderate for diabetes. If you I can, have diabetes? No, not yet. I'm trying not to get it. But I mean, with a family history, like, that puts me at a, you know, it's a risk scale if you do certain things. But there are people that will be 
at a higher risk for certain things and can be, they can function as normal adults. And I mean, that's just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, let's next question. Well, shit. Huh? Sorry. Sorry. I don't no, talk I, like that with my patients. Sorry. 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 Um, if you could only eat one kind of ice cream for the rest of your life, cookie dough. Well, fucking gross. What? Yeah, that's disgusting. If I could have like a toppy and it'd be cookie dough with caramel on top. Or like monster cookies. The bomb. Monster, monster cook- energy drinks? No monster cookie oh. flavored ice cream. What about you? What kind of ice cream would you be if you could eat it? Cocaine. For real. What would your way in ice cream Yeah, be? for real. Can you imagine Coca- Coke ice cream? Cool. You know what I just found out? What? Is that... Um, I'm tired. No. Oh. So... Don't do that. I had a long drive home. Okay, but our listeners want to feel awake. Except for Missy, who told us that she listens to our podcast to go to sleep, which I thank mean, you. We're filling also. our brain with knowledge right now while <laughs> she's asleep. We, that's true. It's true. I used to listen to things when I was sleeping to see if I'd retain it. Missy, while you're sleeping, omelette du fromage. Missy, Missy, uh, while you're sleeping, don't be. Last week, I was in <laughs> such a hard sleep. I woke up and had to pee so bad, and I saw a baby dragon on the wall. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it was behind, like, I could see it behind the door crevasse in the wall, and it was like, I was convinced there was a fucking baby dragon. And I'm like, fucking Chris left the window open. Now there's a goddamn baby dragon, and you could hear it like, it fell between the door and the wall. It was like scraping down. I'm like, I can't get up and pee. There's a fucking baby dragon in the house. And I was awake. I wasn't asleep. I wasn't like, like, Obviously, I was sleep hallucinating this. I was going to say you're awake hallucinating dragon. Yeah. That's a and I wanted to <laughs> yell at you, but I'm like, I know this is ridiculous. He'll be like, and then I'm like, maybe. And then I'm like, nope, just fall asleep. Don't go pee. Don't pee the bed, but don't go to the bathroom either. So I made myself fall back asleep. And as I was falling asleep, I'm like, fuck, what if that's a bat? Now our dogs are going to eat it and get rabies. And I was like, fuck it. I ain't getting up. I'm too afraid. I ain't getting up. I ain't getting up. So, yeah. Apparently, why, there's no bat in the house, though. Why can't you have rational paranoia like me, which is when Remember I Remember that one anxiety. time I was like half awake, half asleep and saw a giant spider on the ceiling and thought it fell on the bed? Remember that? I swore something dropped on the bit. bed. And I was like, hey! you're like, no, you're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not. Don't look at your watch. Apparently, I keep hitting it, trying to get it to do something for me. Ugh. Anyway, have rational fears like me when I wake up in an anxiety ridden yeah. panic. Yeah. I think that somebody is a full grown adult is crawling on the ground <laughs> and is going <laughs> to crawl into our bedroom. Fuck. No, you like half wake, half asleep, like try to grope me. Hey now, that's not true. Yes. Remember that time we made out hardcore no. in our sleep? Uh-uh. I thought I had to fart, but I don't think Our I desires for each other are so much that when we're asleep, we're like, gotta make out with you. I don't know if I gotta, but I want to. But you don't even like to make out when you're no, awake. No, because it's teenager shit. But Come maybe on. that's why I was super into it, because I'm like, yeah. Tongues. Ugh. I love making out. Probably like top 10 favorite things to do is making out for sure. Do we do a snack? Should we do a snack? I've been looking at that orange thing by your speaker. It's oh, one yeah. we haven't done. Good. Do you have any other questions for me? 
Yeah. Um, when it comes to mental health. <laughs> How do you think my boobs look on camera really right good. now? You should take your shirt off. I can't. Okay. Wait, just real quick. I'll edit this part out. No, you won't. I'm not taking my top off. YouTube will flag us. I'm not going to put it on And be YouTube. like, it needs to be on you porn. <clears throat> Sorry about that short break. Um, I had if to you put pick that out on a the snack. internet, I will punch you. So uh, another question that I would have for you, because um, there's literally <laughs> there's not a single English letter on this fucking box. Not a single le- English letter? Except for Maruka... Agua. Oh wait, Marishka Hargate? Marukawa gum. So this is, it is gum. This is gum. Apparently, I don't know. We'll see. But what what question I would ask you before we do that is, when you were in school, did they tell you about the amount of chemical dependency that no, was going on? No, absolutely not. I learned very minimal about chemical dependency. Very uh-huh. minimal. And how that. To somebody who's not trained, it will look like I mean, people psychosis. Talk about, yeah, and people talk about tweaking and this and this and that. And if you don't, if you've, like when I first started, I was like, man, this person's really mentally ill. And it's like, you have to, no, 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 they're using methamphetamines. But then it's hard at the same time because <laughs> people that have. Could you stop sassy clapping? People that have, you know, mental health oftentimes will use drugs. To deal with their symptoms. Absolutely. And it can exasperate symptoms. So then it's like, yes, that, masturbate. And (laughs) so it's really... (laughs) So then it makes it really hard. Exacerbate. Exasperate. No, exacerbate. Masturbate. (laughs) Anyway, so it makes it really fucking hard because it's like, are they... I mean, a lot of times they do have a mental illness. So is that amplified now because of their chemical dependency use? And it... It's a cycle and it's hard because I am not a psychiatrist. I'm a mental health nurse, so I it's not my job to decipher. I'm just worried about their safety in the immediate. Anyway, I'm done answering questions. I want to do a three, two, one. All right. So today, Kim Duke doesn't get Okaboji. to read it because she is, <laughs> she is not my co-host. You what? are the guest, which actually sometimes the guest does You know, does we're going to do this thing. next time, and I'm going to be the host, and you're going to be the... You're going to ask me questions? Fuck yeah, I Yeah, am. you know what you would ask me? Oh, uh, why are you so lazy? I'll be like, why do you like me? Why don't... Yeah, no, that'll be a nightmare. No, I'm going to do it. Okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Hopefully, our next guest... I don't want to jinx it, but also... Hopefully, our next guests are two of our favorite human beings in the world. Yes. Don Trail and Caitlin. Oh, so let's put that. People out don't realize if that episode happens. This isn't your favorite. episode. It's going to be so good. I showed you my tits a little bit. Don't nobody knows that I was going to edit that part out. You were not. I yes, know I you. was. Oh, you well. think I was going to can't lift your. Uh, so I showed you my tits a little. Well, right. give me well, a piece thank of that you. gum. Okay. So anyways, we have Maru, Marukawa gum. Marukawa gum. Which is probably Japanese because that fucking box was a lie. Do you think it's really gum? It's a ball. I can't uh, smell Yeah, anything. I was going to say I don't smell anything. I crunched mine a little bit. It smells orange when you oh, pinch okay. it. It smells like a Skittle. Yeah, it, it reminds Skittle. me of the orange Tic Tac. Oh, yeah. 
I'm excited. Ooh, I like that. Ready? Ready? Three, two, one. So soft too. Mm, like my booty. Mm, my mouth is just watering. No complaints here. Why don't we it's open gum. that up soon? Yeah. It tastes like what it smells like. It's actually probably the most forward, even though there's no <laughs> English writing on it. The fact that I did find Mar- Marukawa gum yeah. as the website. It led us into, I guess, the, the fucking orange slices, if I would have looked at the design on the... I, it was orange, yeah. On the box there. Mm. Pretty good. Okay, blow a bubble. It's not much gum. Just enough. But I feel like you'd have to go more if you're going to blow a bubble. Oh. Mm. You keep it by your desk so you chew it later on. I mean, I did do that for another piece of gum oh. earlier today. That was a good um, snacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, the, like I said, the most straightforward, easiest. Yeah, for real. Easiest one we've done. I um, still think of that gross beef jerky thing. What are you doing? I'm going to uh, ask you some more questions. How long have we been recording over there, Sanchez? Fuck off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up questions too. No, no, no. Okay. I'm nervous. I'm like There we go. The ultimate nightmare before Christmas trivia quiz. Shit! If I don't Since do well, we do have that coming up. Can I phone a friend? Yeah, if you want to. Which would be you? That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Finish this lyric. I'm the master of fright and a demon of light. And I'll scare you right out of your... Pants. Good job. What is on the end of Zero's nose? Zero's that ghost dog. Yeah, the ghost dog. I mean... What's on the end of his nose? When he... A ball, when he ends up going to be Rudolph, they make it red. Oops, I accidentally clicked on the wrong thing, so I'm going to avoid that one. Uh, What special talent helps Jack Skellington recite Shakespeare? He can speak in sonnets. He does a great English accent. Just very funny. He can remove his head. That's it. What ingredient does Sally use to subdue Dr. Finkelstein? It's something with frog. Deadly nightshade. That's it. Mummy dust. Nope. Cat's tail. Nope. Oh, Eye shit. of newt. Deadly night. No. I think it's Deadly Nightshade. It is, in fact, Deadly Nightshade. Good job. Finish this lyric. Frog's Breath is the one they talk about a lot. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it masks the... S- Very good. You fucking nerd. <laughs> There's frost in every... Oh, I'm sorry. Finish this lyric. There's frost in every window. Oh, I can't believe my eyes. And in my bones, I feel the warmth that's coming from inside. From a fire that's inside, like sitting fireside, filling me with pride. No, the first one. That's coming from inside. In Christmas Town, what wind-up animal do elves ride on? Wow. I, uh, I actually don't even know this one. It's a very weird one. 
Duh. Okay, so in Christmas Town, what wind-up animal do the elves ride on? A penguin, reindeer, polar bear, walrus. Do the elves ride on? Mm, yes. Ah, fuck, that's really hard. It is I'm really going to go with polar bear. I don't know. Polar bear? Yeah. Ooh, that was right. Lucky you. I knew it was a reindeer for sure. When Jack goes missing, Mm -hmm. which location is not among the places his friends search for him? Every mausoleum, the pumpkin patch, behind the Cyclops' eye, in the witch's dungeon. The Cyclops' eye? Where didn't they search for him? Where didn't they? The first one? Every mausoleum, the pumpkin patch, behind the Cyclops' eye, the witch's dungeon. Do you know the answer to this one? I do. How do you know the answer to this one? I'm a fucking fan. Okay. That elves the, thing was weird as fuck. I think the first one. Is mausoleum? Where they, where they didn't search. Where they didn't search. That's the key. He was in a graveyard. Every mausoleum, the pumpkin patch, behind the Cyclops' eye, in the witch's dungeon. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cyclops eye. That's weird. I don't know. Okay, you're wrong. What is it? The witch's dungeon. I What? We searched in every mausoleum. I searched the pumpkin patch. We even looked behind the Cyclops eye. And they pull their eye out. Fuck. God, that's a good line, too. Whatever. I got the polar bear one. Okay, the speaking voice for Jack Skellington is provided by actor Chris Sarandon. But who supplies Jack's singing voice? Danny Elfman. Yeah, we fucking know. What trick does Sally use to avoid drinking the potion she cooked up for Dr. Finkelstein? It leaks out her seams. She spits it out soon after drinking it. Her spoon has holes in it. She quickly takes an antidote. She doesn't do an antidote. She spills it out of the spoon. Her spoon has holes in it. Yeah. When Jack returns from Christmas Town, sorry, Russ, what does he bring with him? Gingerbread cookies. Nope. A sleigh and presents. Nope. New elf friends. Nope. A box of snowballs. What? Yeah, you said nope to everything. Well, it's definitely not the last one. Go ahead. It's not the sleigh either. <laughs> Gingerbread cookies. A sleigh and presents. New elf friends. No, it's the first one. The gingerbread cookies. How would he get the sleigh? Okay, you're an okay idiot. he says a sleigh, a sleigh with a box. Sorry, it's yeah. already too He's late. got the presents, though. You did the gingerbread yeah. thing, and All right, uh, fine. you're not a real He had fan, the presents. So. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. Remember, comes in town. Anyways, what is not among the items that Jack examines with Dr. Finkelstein's science equipment? That is fucking tough. Okay, if I get this right. Ready? Teddy bear. Candy cane. Mistletoe. Red stockings. So I know for sure he does the two middle ones. The candy cane and the mistletoe? Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Red stockings, teddy bear. He doesn't do the teddy bear. I I would agree. Let's see. Oof. Is it the stocking? It was the stockings. I don't remember the teddy bear. It's weird. I remember the mistletoe and the candy cane, though. I, I thought for sure he did the stockings, but okay. So where... Oh, shit. I've got it too close to the thing. Where does Sally keep her spare needle for mending her body in her asshole? <laughs> Whatever. Behind her right ear, 
under her tongue, in her left shoe, in the hem of her dress. I have no fucking idea where she keeps. Behind her right ear, under her tongue, in her left shoe, or in the hem of her dress. I'm going to do her ear. You are correct. Good job. What ominous vision does Sally have while sitting outside of Jack's house? A snow angel, a burning Christmas tree, a present. Burning Christmas tree. Yeah, I knew you'd know that one. Finish the lyric of this song. Through my bony fingers it does slip, sailing away in a haunted ship, oozing, dripping into a pit, like a snowflake in a fiery grip, escaping from my skeleton mitts. Through my bony fingers it does slip, sailing away in a haunted ship, oozing, dripping into a pit, like a snowflake in a fiery grip, escaping from my skeleton mitts. What's the ABC? I don't understand. Like, what's the multiple choice part of it? That's what I'm saying. Oh, let me see. I just read it to you. Let me see it. Finish this lyric. Through my bony fingers, it does slip. Oh. Come on. You know this. It's the last one, I think. I don't know. No, it's the snowflake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was your phone a friend for that one. The mayor finds a creepy crawly creature in his megaphone and turns it into a bow tie. What type of creature is that? Is it a, a black widow spider, a tarantula, a bat, or a scorpion? It's a bat. I th- nope. It comes out of the horn. Mm-hmm. It's a spider, but I don't know which one. I think it's it's a black widow. Black widow, baby. It was a black widow. Which of these is not one of Oogie's trick or treaters? Lock, shock, spark, barrel. barrel. It's a uh, shock. Wait, wait, wait. What was that? Which of these is not one of Oogie's yeah, trick or treaters? Barrel isn't one. Wait, lock. Shock. Spark. Yeah, spark. Barrel's one. Lock, shock, and... There you go. Yeah. You got it. What does Jack ask Sally to do for him to Lick help... Lick his butthole. Yeah, that is. But he doesn't have a butthole because he's a skeleton. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, to help make Christmas a reality. Sew him a red suit. Bake him some cookies. Wrap up all the presents. Sleigh ride with him. Suit. So obviously. What is the door to Christmas Town shaped like? A Christmas tree. Yeah, fucking right it is. Finish the lyric. I don't believe what's happening to me. My hopes, my dreams. The beard, the coat, the boots, the hat. I actually don't know this one. Because I thought it was a totally different lyric. I think it's the coat. Go into the microphone. I think it's the coat. I don't believe what's happening to me. My hopes, my dreams. I, I thought it was my fantasy. Let me see. Right? It. But what? it's not because it's not an option. Click it. The, the, what, what did you want? The coat? I don't know. Now I'm <coughs> second guessing it, but click it. What is it? I don't know. We'll find out at the end. Oh. Finish this lyric. 
The sound of rolling dice to me is music in the air. Because I'm a gambling boogeyman and I don't know how to lose. And I don't know. My luck is just beginning from the town you know where, although I don't play fair. That one. Yeah. What special potion does Sally use to try and derail Christmas? Spider's milk, fog juice, eternal tears, worm broth. What? What does she use to try and stop Jack from going? I gotta pee. What's the dog's name? No, don't leave yet. Wait. No, don't. Zero. Why does he need zero? Because the reindeer don't make it is what Kim said. Okay, now, what special potion does Sally use to try and stop Jack from leaving Halloween Town to do the fucking thing? Spider's milk, fog juice, eternal tears, worm broth. Worm broth. No, you idiot. It's fog juice. What? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, because they made it really foggy. And that's why they needed zero, because they couldn't see. I even used my inflection to oh, try and give gosh. you a hint. Oh, jeez. What is Oogie Boogie revealed to be made up of? Bugs. Good job. What Disneyland ride is redecorated every fall as a tribute to the nightmare before fucking I better Christmas. fucking know this before we go. We're about to leave for this goddamn trip. I'm so nervous. The okay. Tower of Terror. The Haunted Mansion. Pirates of the Kerbin. Space Mountain. The Tower of Terror doesn't exist anymore. They made it into like um, a uh, um, shit. Marvel Garden, Tower. No, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Marvel. Okay, well. And they make it into Oogie Boogie. Is that what you said? Uh, what Disneyland ride is redecorated every fall as a tribute to the Nightmare Before Christmas? I don't think it's Haunted Mansion. I think that's their own thing. Yeah. Space Mountain. I'm going to go with the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's probably wrong. Yeah, I think you're wrong as well. This is Space Mountain. What gift does Santa Claus deliver to the people of Halloween Town? Snow, ribbons, cookies, candy canes. Snow. What is the final shot of the film? Santa flying off in his sleigh. The people of Halloween Town joining hands. Lock, shock, and barrel laughing. Jack and Sally kissing in the moonlight. Kissing. That is correct. Jesus Christ, how many questions are there? In the film, James and the Giant Peach, what does Jack Skellington cameo as? I know Name this one. I know this one. Name him. A train conductor. A carnival magician. A pirate captain. A French chef. Is he the pirate captain in that one? I don't know. Click it. I, I didn't know. You got 24 out of 31. Damn it. You dumb bitch. I wish it would Excuse tell you which me. ones you got wrong. Yeah. But it doesn't. So, I got fuck yourself. Well. You know, that was good. You did a great job. I'm going to have to watch a movie like 20 times before we go. Dude, my favorite thing about October is that we watch Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas from then until fucking Christmas. And the kids love that movie. Like, we tried to watch it with our nieces, and they're like, eh, we're scared. And our kids are like, what? So that's what you get for believing in a higher power, you fucking idiots. Fucking love Jack and Sally. 
I would love a deeper love story between Jack and Sally, though. Mm, I would love to be deeper in you. I almost pee my pants. I had to pee so bad. Okay, but don't. Well, no, I'm not gonna because I already left it in your toilet. I hope your wife (laughs) cleans that toilet. Gross. Um, Kim Duke, what do you have coming up? Um, Well, my good friend Alex Petra picked me to be on Petra's Picks, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's my first show. Is that the first show you've ever produced? I can't wait to be on. I'm really, I've got my first five. Okay, no. Would you say that you've been working for for six months towards? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like this? Yep. I mean, I'm just so funny that people want you me on their hilarious. shows. That no, what do I have coming up, Chris? I just need to wake up every day and be alive. That's hey, I gotta keep two people alive. That's all we can ask for. Um, <coughs> what's I your mean, Instagram? Um, Landon M Photo. No, it isn't. Oh, Kimberly, do you? Now, do is that? As in like short for Duke. Do as I do, or yeah. or duh. Well, Duke was gone. Well, so Kimberly kind of duh. duh. Kimberly duh. That's funny. Without the H, Kimberly duh. So that's my Instagram. <laughs> Follow me. I don't post as much. Um, your stories seem to be. I feel like I, I like to post stories because I don't I look at stories a lot, but I see your bubble. Yeah, I like to post stories because it's like I don't want it on my feed, but I want people to be like, "Oh, that's funny." Like, so, I mean, it's always kid stuff. Like Layla will say the funniest things. Like today, I got onion rings when we were at Arby's, and she legitimately thought there was worms inside of it. She, I'm like, "No, those are onions." She goes, "They feel like worms." They do feel like worms. So it was, that was a, like funny interactions like that. I like to put in my stories. Um, I have a Facebook. Are there any concerts coming up that you want people to go to? Um, since this fail was a couple weeks ago. No, um, some 41's coming next month, but I can't go. I work that next month or the week, month after they're coming. That'll be good. They have a, their new album's pretty good. I uh, haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but. Um, but coming up, we're going to Sa- Tom Segura. We're going to Crystalia. Segura. Oh, man. Chris Dalia, that's in November, H- yes? I go to Hanson. No, yeah, November. I go to Hanson the night before, and then I get to go see Chris Dalia the night after. It's going to be crazy because, yeah. like, he's a filming special. So yeah, he's filming a special. We got pretty banging seats. Whoop, whoop. It's going to be yeah. sick. So, concert wise, I don't get to go to concerts, friends, because the person I usually go with, he's more into, like, the comedy scene. So it's like we have to pick and did, choose. Did what Andy we let you know when your episode is coming out? He didn't. Did you ask him? I think he's trying to like record a bunch and at least have them on. Okay, but anyways, follow uh, Hard, Day, Hard Diary. Day Diaries. On Such a good. If you want to listen to more, like okay, stop. Wait a second. Uh, wait, just wait. Let me say the things where people can find it. Hard Day Diaries on Instagram and on Facebook. I forget what. Um, what network he's on? He's on iTunes. I listen to him on oh, my no, podcast. No, no, I mean like he's on an actual. Oh, to I forget what it's called. You know how like there's all things comedy, like yeah. that kind of thing. He's on something I can't fucking remember the name of it, but check that out. They have other podcasts as well. Um, like I said, September twenty sixth, the day that this comes out, we will be 
doing our very first showcase. Go, Alex is funny. The Alex people that he is so funny. If you haven't figured it out, the already. host is super attractive. Are you Excuse the host me? of that no. one? Oh, Alex is. He's nice. I'm not attracted to him. We we just did a a, a quiz about Jack Skellington, and if you ever wondered what he looked like in, in person, person, if you were a human being, go see Peter's Jack picks. Skellington wore a comic that wore a skin suit. That's what Alex yeah. Petra is. He has Marfan syndrome. He doesn't have long to live. <laughs> <laughs> so go see, go see his show. The Nordic Brewing Co. It's going to be rad. October 12th, I have John DeBoer and Sherlanda Sharp. Don't gargle your necklace while I'm doing promos. Jesus. John DeBoer, Char- Sherlanda. God damn it. Let me, one more time. You're fucking me up with your fucking. October 12th. I have John DeBoer and Sherlanda Sharp that are going to be John DeBoer is headlining, Sherlanda is featuring, and I will be hosting my very first hosting gig. Wow. Very wonderful people. First and last. Woo! Big, big thank you to David Harris. I would not know of these people were it not for him. And there's a bunch of... Well, you could have figured them out, but that's fine. Okay, but also probably not. Oh. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Um, Kim Duke, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Oh my gosh, thanks for I'm having sorry me. that my wife, Kim Duke, couldn't be here. I would have liked to see your titties in person. I but also <laughs> would have loved to see both of your titties <laughs> mashed up against each other. But what, how we end this show is um, <laughs> our listeners are called ducklings. <laughs> be like flat tits. Just <laughs> Don't. That's not nice. That's my wife you're talking about. And she's hot. Anyways. Uh, I look at her <laughs> ducklings. Naked. Okay. I've touched her before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Fucking more than creep. you ever have. Put <laughs> some goddamn socks on. All right. Our listeners are called ducklings. And uh, what we do at the end of each episode is we say, um, Au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Um, I hope I do this right. And then right. Your, your turn. Au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Good job.